Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota, Gulf Coast Business Supply, and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. We have a great show today. We're going to have Senator Joel Carter in the first section of the show, and then a representative from the CB base who's going to talk about the Gold Star Program. But before we move over to uh, Senator Carter, I wanted to share with you, I shared this last week in my conversation with uh, Fofo Gillich. It's something that my friend Sherry Carbevis um posted. And uh, I just think it's really good. It's great advice. I try to share these inspirational thoughts, things that touch me. I hope they touch you. But in this particular one, it's really good advice. And it said this, be so passionate about improving your own life that you don't have time to hate, judge, criticize, argue, or gossip about others. You know, social media, I talk about it a lot. It provides the opportunity to be really mean. And I think if people had to look people in the face when they're about to type those words, they might not type those words. I I read something once in a book called How to Be a CEO, and one of the things that, one of the pieces of advice it said was, write that important memo and then put it in your top drawer and leave it there for two weeks. (laughs) And if in two weeks you pull it out, it's still important, then send it. Boy, that would be good advice, wouldn't it, if we could use that in our social media world. Um, Mindy Patton, one of my coworkers here at Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast, posted this. Don't let toxic people rent space in your head. Raise the rent and kick them out. <laughs> I thought that's, that's pretty good. And then here's a really good one from my friend Stacy Waldrop, who I quote all the time. Um, this is a Chinese uh, proverb. He who blames other has a long way to go in his journey. He who blames himself is halfway there. He who blames no one has arrived. Just think about that. That's, a, that's, that's pretty darn good advice. Now let's turn over to my friend, Senator Joel Carter from Senate District 49 and just say good morning. How you doing, Joel? I'm doing great, Ricky. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, doing great. I look forward to visiting with you for two segments today, and we're going to do a little bit of a review of things. We're going to we're going to look back at some of the conversations we had about the early days of COVID and our own COVID experiences. And uh, in the second segment, we're going to get into a lot more detail about uh, the broadband effort that you were very instrumental in helping to pull off here in our state. And I'm going to share a segment that I had from uh, my conversation with Ashley Edwards and. Joe Max Higgins, who leads the economic development efforts up at the Golden Triangle, and something that Joe Max said, and then uh, Ashley followed up about how important that effort really is. So we'll get into some details about that here shortly. But let's just start with this. Um, describe to people what Senate District 49 is in terms of geography. So it's it's pretty pretty spread out. I've got a little bit of the, the county, Harrison County. Uh, the majority of it is Gulfport. And then I have West Biloxi. It stops at, at Pops Ferry and it goes up to Sunkist. You're just shy of being in 49. Yeah, I know it. I know it. Like that one, one street too many over to, toward the, to the east. Um, you, you came into the, to the uh, Senate in 2018. I think your term's over in January, 2024. Um, it's it's interesting watching you these days. So here it is, 2021. 
We just had the whole COVID year that just passed. Um, we're gonna, again, we're going to get into the broadband uh, thing in a minute. You can certainly say in terms of a headline what that meant to you, but you really feel like you're getting your stride, don't you? Finally. Um, so I came in a special election in 2017, so I came in midterm, and I was put into a leadership position with Lieutenant Governor uh, Hoseman here uh, last year. And so I am finally getting my stride. I feel like I'm not being held down by the freshman chains. I know. It take, I mean, it takes a while. And, you know, it's complicated, man. I mean, the, first of all, the legislative process is complicated. And, you know, someone once said, if you like laws and sausage, don't watch them get made. And there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, it's a, it, but, you know, democracy is supposed to be slow. It's, it's supposed to be slow because it, by being slow and cumbersome, it you know the things that end up getting passed usually are truly the will of the people. That's not always the case, but usually it is. And and I know it's frustrating at times that the will you know you're you're kind of you want things to move faster. You're an entrepreneur. You come from you have a terrific background. We discussed this before in a previous show, but involved with your with your brothers and sister in a, um, a real estate company. You like things to happen fast, and that was part of part of the learning, wasn't it? Just, that that just the wheels of change sometimes turn slowly and you just have to kind of be had to be patient about the time that you think that a bill is 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 making headway is when it just completely halts i can't even tell you how many times i thought i had a bill done deal and it dies about five different times before it gets down to the end of the process but look the process is all about relationships at the end of the day it, it, it is you got to develop relationships on both chambers. It, you you can't just worry about what the Senate does. You have to develop relationships with the House members, and I mean you got to work together. And I think that that's true of any situation when you're trying to to get something done. You know, during my career, I had a lot of opportunities to develop and uh, to to go to some of the best management training programs in the United States. And I had the opportunity to do things like work with a with a, an investigative reporter in St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, for about a month. And you know, one of the things she said to me, I never really forgot it. And what had happened is a, a young man was killed in a drive-by shooting, and we spent the whole day that day, you know, driving around in his neighborhood, talking to people who knew him and talking to family members. And I said, you spent a day, you know, really trying to understand this kid's story. And he said, look, I didn't want his 15 minutes of fame to be that he was killed in a drive-by shooting. I wanted to find out his story. I wanted to understand his story. And what I've learned, as she said to me as a reporter, that the more, the, for everyone who's involved in an incident like this, everyone, is has their perspective on that incident. So this whole notion of, you know, there's two sides to every story. Well, no, actually, there's as many sides to the story as there are people involved in the story. So take that application to the legislature and the number of people that are involved, stakeholders, legislators, lobbyists, leaders. Man, is it is it um, complicated. And the moment you think you start to understand something, you just said that, you start to realize that there there's you know more you know onion skin to pull back, and that's why you got to be patient, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. You have to be patient, and like I said, at the end of the day, it all comes down to relationships. Everyone has have have to report to their constituents, and they have 
different concerns than, than I have in my district. Our state is very diverse and different. You're a big sportsman. You, you spend a lot of time in the Delta. You know that the Delta is a lot different than it is on the beautiful Mississippi Gulf Coast. So you have to really, you have to wholeheartedly think about all Mississippians and and do what's best at the end of the day for the state. Hey, Joel, when I look at, uh, when, I, when I was doing homework for the show today and looked at what you're involved in, I'm, I'm super impressed, actually. Let me, let me just read for a real quickie. Highways and Transportation Committee, Senate Investigate, State Offices Committee, uh, Labor Committee, Ports and Marine Resources Committee, Senate Corrections Committee, Senate Drug Policy Committee, the Finance Committee, and, and of real importance, not that the port and, and harbor uh, wasn't, but of real importance to Coastal Mississippi is the Senate Tourism Committee. And then you are the chairman of the Energy Committee. And, but, dude, that's a, that's a, that is a massively important committee, isn't it? It is a massively important uh, committee, especially with the policy that uh, that is coming down from D.C. right now. Well, you see what's happening to oil and gas. And so we're trying to protect different industries throughout the state. Um, but, yes, it's a very, very important uh, committee, especially to our state. I'm uh, I'm really interested in it, as you and I have discussed before, but the you, you being a member of the Tourism Committee, you're really aware and focused and paying close attention to efforts uh, within the uh, coastal Mississippi tourism effort, this conversation that, that uh, Senator Jeremy England and I had about it, that there have been efforts to consolidate power and ha- and uh, on, that, on that committee to consolidate power in Harrison County and has really caused a lot of people in Harrison County and Jackson County and in Hancock County to be deeply concerned. What observation do you have about what you're observing? So uh, yesterday we had our post-legislative briefing with the chamber at the Golden Nugget, and I'll just share what I said there. Um, we have an office in Foley, Alabama, and so I've looked at the way that they do tourism down there, and it's a true destination marketing scheme, and uh, not scheme, but it's just that they all have the same outlook and the same desire to bring people into that geographic area. And so when I think about the coastal Mississippi, we got tied up years and years ago when I was in the golf industry. I remember uh, trying to get money for uh, destination golf marketing. We kind of get tied up into uh, this county gets this, this county gets that. When If we're going to be a true destination, then that's what we need to market as the destination. And when I say that, we need to have equal representation from all three counties. I, I, I definitely agree with that. And any effort, as we've discussed, they made some bylaws changes that's all, all about trying to sort of consolidate power in, in Harrison County. There was a vote in Jackson County at their last meeting to to rescind that. The Harrison County representatives voted against it. So um, that's gotten a lot of people, the Gaming Association uh, members, that's gotten you know other stakeholders. Anytime you tinker with, with something that engages so many stakeholders, they're going to get deeply concerned if you're doing anything to impact regionalism, which has worked really well during during the uh, pandemic. But, hey, when we come back, we'll continue the conversation. We're going to get deep into the broadband situation because there is huge opportunity for Mississippi wrapped up in that effort. We'll see you after this break. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
to coast you. We have Senator Joel Carter from District 49 joining us today. And we're going to shift gears now because he played a major role in this broadband effort in Mississippi where billions of dollars are going to be invested in connecting uh, Mississippians across the state. Joel, what was the role that you played in that? Well, when the CARES Act funding came down, we were able to provide $75 million to the electric power associations throughout the state to provide fiber access. The requirement was that they match those funds. So it was $150 million in investment. And then this year, we gave Mississippi Power and Energy the ability to lease their dark fiber, which is fiber that runs along their transmission lines that are, is unused, so they can actually lease it to an uh, internet service provider. It's going to be transformative. So let me let me play a segment from my conversation with Ashley Edwards and Joe Mac Higgins. We were actually talking about think tanks and special interest groups, and it evolved into an important conversation about the transformative nature of connecting Mississippians. Let's listen to that. We're we're letting the polarized ends define the conversation. As I've said so many times, so many of us are somewhere in the middle, somewhere in the middle. But when we're talking about the future of Mississippi, the vision of Mississippi, where Mississippi can take advantage of opportunities going forward, rarely are we having that conversation within the context of these polarizing discussions. There, there, as both of you sort of talked about, it's, it's enabling us to take our eye off the ball and not have the right conversation because some leaders in our state perceive they need to be able to talk about this in order to keep their their voters engaged with them. And I think that's least common denominator. I don't, I don't think that that's the right approach to move our state forward. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see if we can, we can move that, we can move that ship slowly, but surely in that direction. But is a mystical, is a mystical Mississippi possible, Joe Max? Yes, yes. And but you've got to figure out what we need to do to, to, to get that done. And it needs to be the long view. You know, I got asked the other day, so what do you think is the neatest, coolest thing that Mississippi's done since you've been in Mississippi? And that's almost 20 years. I said, well, that's easy. That's that's probably the easiest question I could answer. The broadband, the broadband initiative, getting the yeah. co-ops involved, getting state money, getting federal money, recognizing that we're going to a digital economy. You know, I, actually, you may disagree, but I don't think there's anything since I've been in Mississippi that we've done that's going to have. I'm talking about law. I mean, you know, ge uh, generational benefits to our state. I just don't. I just don't see it. I just let's don't see do. It. Let's do this, Joe Max. I think that's actually a really, really important point, and. I want to. I want to. We'll come back to that when we come back because okay. until we get everybody connected in this state, we're never going to solve issues like the Delta, et cetera. We're going to come back and talk more about that with um, Joe Max Higgins from the Golden Triangle Economic Development Effort and Ashley Edwards from the Coast Business Council. Joe Max, who incidentally has a philosophy in life to live life like your ass is on fire. If you don't live like that in the economic <laughs> development world, you will get eaten alive. That is for sure. But I mentioned that Elon Musk moved from South Africa to California because he needed to be in the Silicon Valley because that was going to be you know, the place to be if you're starting a business. And he referred to it as this mystical place. Well, Mississippi needs to be a mystical place. Mississippi needs to be a place where technology people can go and find a great place to live, work, and play, et cetera. 
And one of the things that Joe Max was saying, and of course Ashley was agreeing, was that the that broadband access is one of the fastest way for Mississippi to get from where we are now to where we need to go. Because by doing that, we unle- unleash all kinds of stuff, don't we, Ashley? That's absolutely correct. I mean, it's you know it's one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest barriers that we've had to overcome here. I mean, you look at what happened in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, 10 years ago when they put in high-speed broadband and the changes that occurred up there. I mean, there's too many case studies that shows you how to do it. And, uh, you know, sometimes we don't have to reinvent the wheel. We just have to use the wheels that we've been handed. And uh, now this is, a, this is a perfect situation that I agree with him. Uh, I think it was great legislation. I think it was very worthy of the legislators, uh, legislature's attention. Uh, and it's going. It's, we're going to see some some real impacts from it. I think we're already starting to see some, uh, and that's only going to continue. Yeah, the real co-ops are all over it. Uh, we've used this is another. I, I would say clarion call that came out of this pandemic moment. You know, the fact that the trend was we were not where we nearly where we needed to be from a connectivity point of view, and boy, people got aligned around that once we started to understand that that in terms of remote work and remote learning and all the things that surround that that unless we have a connected mississippi we're gonna we're gonna fall further and further behind and that is that is that is more real today than has ever been, but now we've got this like multi billion dollar aggressive plan that's being adopted, and it won't take long, will it Joe Max, before we can begin to see the the benefits of that. Oh no! I, I, I mean, it, it just it just made irrelevant places given it, it's given them a chance to be relevant instantaneously, and uh, and you know, I'll tell you a fun story. My my son, we, we may run with the electric cop. We may run broadband to our deer camp. And somebody said, "Well, why would you do that?" And and I was talking to Commissioner Presley, and he said, "Well, number one, you can get rid of your direct TV, and you can stream your shows." And my son-in-law, who's a, who's a, 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 a financial analyst said i can go hunt in the morning go back to the cabin working work work till about uh, uh uh two o'clock and then go back out but i mean it will just change everything uh yeah. for the good i might add for the good well i have i we 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 went to broadband at my place in the delta and uh, it makes all we're streaming and we have we, we have connectivity and you think about you know, the Delta, and I'm going to have several shows focused on the Delta, because until we saw the Mississippi Delta, you know, Mississippi doesn't move forward, and we have, we have so much opportunity to do that. I, it's a long segment, but here you got Ashley Edwards, who just committed, who just finished Harvard work. You, you've got Joe Max Higgins, who goes to Harvard once a year because they have case studies about him. These are two really smart guys who understand what transformation really looks like. It's got to warm your heart to hear that conversation. That was a great conversation. And I, Senator Wicker needs some credit, too. We had the American Rural Digital Opportunity Fund. And California was the only other state to receive more money than Mississippi. So we have more, millions and millions more investment that's coming down from the federal government straight for rural broadband. So it's not just the work that the state's doing. It's just the work that Senator Wicker's doing in the Senate. There is a, a full push forward effort to solve this rural broadband issue because it's the future economic development. It's the future of telemedicine, telehealth, and the way our kids learn. 
And you know what's interesting? All those things are true. But when you start thinking about what Ashley said about what it did in, in places like you know Chattanooga, Tennessee, and uh, you th- think about the way that Joe Max talks about it, you know, people you know, we we tend to think of it as things that we can do, but we don't think of it always in and adding up all those things we can do and how when you look at them all in one you know conversation together, how transformative that is. And truthfully, we've had this conversation on the show, but most of our success in the future from an economic development uh, point of view is not going for low-wage jobs. It's going to be going to higher-paid, technology-based types of jobs. That's where all manufacturing is headed. I mean, this this transformation happening as we speak in manufacturing, by Mississippi being connected, it can be unbelievably transformative. And I look forward to sort of watching this unfold. And... Um, and again, you know, as you were leading it, you knew that it was going to be important. But when you hear sort of all these people starting to jump on it now and say, good Lord, we could not have done a more transformative thing. It probably gives you a lot of pride that you that the governor and the lieutenant governor and the speaker of the House and the legislative bodies all kind of came together and said, we're going to do this. And, you know, that is a big success that came out of this session, isn't it? It is. And like you said earlier in the show, the legislation getting passed is not an easy process it's like watching sausage be made so it does feel good after battling through uh, both chambers and and getting it ultimately passed and signed by the governor it does feel good to and to see that it's that people are recognizing the good work that the legislature has done. So in Mississippi, the the rural co-ops are major players. <laughs> they are major players. And you know, now that you look back on it, it just seemed like they were the perfect partner to have to, to sort of roll this out. Doesn't doesn't it seem they were perfect? Yes, yeah, so that in the early 1900s, they went to places where power companies wouldn't go, the most rural areas of the state to provide power. So they have transmission lines where people need connectivity. So it made sense. We, we, when Senator Doty was still in the Senate, she was energy chair. That was back in 2019. We passed the first co-op bill and then we followed up with CARES Act funding last year. And then as I mentioned earlier this year, the power companies got involved, but now the, the electric power associations throughout the state, I believe there's 25 of them, 25 or 26 of them. Um, uh, they have played a, an instrumental role in, in trying to solve this digital divide. Well, on the show, I have to be honest. I've been too, I've been critical at times of the big three: the, the speaker, lieutenant governor, governor, not being able to get together and have an agenda. They're Republican leaders. You would think they would get together more. Too many, too much politics wrapped up in that. I've been I was really critical that we couldn't get the conservation trust fund passed. Um, I've had numerous shows on it. I still feel as strong about it as I ever did today. We're missing unbelievable opportunities to match massive amounts of federal dollars by waiting another year to have that conversation. Unbelievable. I can't believe we missed that. But on this issue, man, kudos to all the leaders. Kudos to the legislature. Kudos to you and other leaders who are engaged in this, to the electric co-ops and everybody that was involved in this. Because we are going to transform Mississippi as a result of connecting Mississippians. And, man, I'm I'm thrilled to be able to talk about it in that way because, you know, we, we, we get some due on this one. That's for darn sure. Congratulations on your successes. And it's been great to catch up with you, uh, Joel. Always good to talk to you, man. And keep them, uh, keep them, keep the, out there the boats on the water and getting them fish. <laughs> you bet, you bet, man. Have a great day, and we'll uh, we'll see you after this. All right, buddy. Take care. Bye. 
Coast View on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I-10 Exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.